Welcome. It's another Saturday night or Saturday night for you Sadute ones in Sideline Junkieville. So mm-hmm. what what better way to end a Saturday night than with Mr. Saturday Night himself? The Don. That's right. And I, what better way joining me is the KG, the man of the hour, the man with the power, the man in the hot seat. Jeez. Joining me on this adventure known as the Sideline Junkies Wrestling Podcast oh. Extravaganza tonight because we got a lot to cover. Indeed, indeed. Oh man. Um this has just been a full week period. Like I, I done yeah. went through I, I what is this two pages trying to keep up with everything? Jeez. Yeah, it's like uh, a WrestleMania style week. Uh, without it being in April. Uh, we had Evolution, Raw, SmackDown, all, all the fun stuff, and then we rolled into a nice Brighton mid-afternoon crown jewel, uh, which is going to be an interesting conversation, to say the least, mm. and trying to figure out what the heck we're going from that. Um, but I say uh, let's, let's jump into Evolution. Uh, I'll just go ahead and put it out there as it stands. Uh, Kevin and I are one and one. We are tied at the end of Evolution. There was a lot of agreements and then a couple that didn't go either one of our ways, like the Battle Royal pay-per-view, which I thought was funny, but we'll get to that in a second. So, uh, in no particular order, we're just going to go down just the card itself and, and, and chat about it real quick. So, on my win, my only win, um, <laughs> Uh, was uh, in the Ronda versus Nikki Bella championship match, which, you know, it was okay. It wasn't, you know, Ronda looked really good. I just think that Nikki was not, or, I don't know, it's kind of hard to find a a person that is not a larger-than-life person like uh, Nia Jax or even, you know, a little bit more grooming Tamina to put up against Ronda Rousey and expect without some serious, serious, serious undercutting and all that stuff for that person to win. Because once Ronda got roused up, you know it was over. (laughs) That is true. Well, I mean, it was a good match overall. I know it sounds crazy, but um, Brie is starting to look like the hot Bella. I'm sorry. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But, you know, sorry, Daniel Bryan, but Brie mode is starting to go into full effect. It's like, hold up. I did not notice this before, Brie. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the match? I I had it going another way. Because, you know, but having a conversation with another fellow wrestling fan, he he asked the question, how is it that the Bellas themselves, I mean, along with pretty much almost every other woman on the rosters has paid their dues, but Ronda Rousey comes in. How many matches has Ronda Rousey wrestled since she's been there? Uh, Four? Five? Yeah, overall less than 30. Yeah. and But I I think that Ronda winning, um, let me say this, it was a, the whole pay-per-view was great, and I think that was a pretty, pretty daggone good match. I mean, I just, I wanted to see it go another way because 
I wanted to see this feud heat up a little bit. It's just it seemed like it's just put putting along. But I mean, I have my ways to heat up the feud. You take uh, uh, Ronda Rousey, and you know you throw a a, a sharp corner right there. You think you're gonna go straight and that left hand turn come? I'd bring Oscar over to Raw just to kick her ass. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm gonna be. It's gonna be a lot of upset people if that match uh, at Survivor Series does not go Becky Lynch's way. Oh, I mean, I think it'll go end up truthfully ending in a, a disqualification, um, and the Bellas are gonna do a run in uh, or something like that. It, I think it'll be something. It, it's not gonna be settled right then and there at Survivor Series because that truthfully is a WrestleMania-worthy match. Mm. Agreed. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm a Bella fan, but it's just, you know, it's kind of still hard to believe without Nikki being billed or, or pushed as the female Super Cena. But to, to touch on what you were just talking about, it's kind of interesting that Ronda technically is the female Brock Lesnar. And what I mean by that is, you know, Brock can come in, has the championship belt, and defend it here, defend it there, on and off, and stuff like that. And there's not too many body, too many people or anybody that can defeat him. Ronda's kind of the same way. She's just there paying her dues week after week, but nobody can really beat her. And, you know, we'll see exactly how this Nia Jax thing pays out. Well, it pans out because she could – go that way, but if this is going to lead into WrestleMania with Nia Jax, we still have the Warrior Rumble to go through, which could make that match a triple threat match, mm-hmm. because you know, the Warrior Rumble winner would be able to go ahead and contend for the championship as well, but if Nia's holding out for her opportunity, that'd be a, a three-way dance, which would be make it feasible for uh, Ronda to lose the belt. How long has which it been since they had a female money in the bank. It's been, what, a, two years, hasn't it? No, no, no. I remember Carmella had it. That was two years ago. How long? I, you know, I have no, no, no sense of time. One Let year me ago. She, right she cashed it in within a uh, – she just cashed it in earlier Okay. than, you know, close to Mania, where everybody else out of recent times has been cashed it in close to Mania or at Mania. Mm-hmm. She just had hers earlier in the year. So it seems like money in the bank was so far ago, but it was – you know, I think we're maybe four months down the road from uh, her cashing it in and the James Ellworth has gone away and all that stuff. And that's when she really got paired with R-Truth. So, yeah, about four months, I'd say maybe maybe five almost that um, it's been since she's cashed it in and, and lost the belt. And you know what? You say that. Now, I, now I have no concept of time. I have – I mean, I still think – 1998 was like five years ago. So my concept of time is like all of that's why I'm thinking like that was like two years ago. It seemed like it was so long ago. As long as you're not saying, hey, man, I got to go watch Nitro on Monday. (laughs) 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 Your sense of time is okay. Not there's anything wrong with that. That was a those are some long nights for me. You know, VHS tape and Nitro and Raw. Yeah. uh, All in one night. You know, I didn't end up going to bed on Mondays until two o'clock in the morning. Because you know you had to separate it and all that stuff. It was it was pretty intense regiment back then, but worth it. Yes, I, I will agree with you on that. 
So here's your only win of the night. Um, you pick Lita and Trish to beat what end up being Alicia Fox and Mickey James since Alexa was injured. Still looked very good uh, in her outfit, but, you know, she was injured. Yeah, she, uh, was, let, wait, oh, very good is an understatement. Alexa Bliss looked, oh, my God, she looked gorgeous. Look, man, you, can't, you can't keep falling in love with all of these uh, women. Mm. You're going you're to get beat down by one of them, and that would probably be Nia Jax. <laughs> I think that would be probably the happiest beat down I've ever taken in my life. But, but I, I it, do have one. What I'm sorry, we gonna say? No, it, it's just something about uh, about uh, uh, Alexa Bliss. It's just like when she smiled, just her eyes. I could gush over her for an hour. Her and Nia Jack, I see why they're best friends. I could gush over both of them for hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're married. <laughs> 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 but yeah, you, you pick Lita and Trish. Now I will say one thing, and Mickey James does not get her due. I know on Twitter. She's celebrating 20 years of Mickey being in uh, the sports entertainment business. But truth be told, Mickey James has outworked everybody in that match mm-hmm. in reference to performance, capability at her age, which she's still young and hot. Uh, trust me, young and hot. Um, and even a mom, you know, to a young toddler in comparison to Lita and Trish, who, you know, I know, have, doesn't have the same ring regiment right now as an active superstar, but still from that attitude era to see Mickey actually helping bridge the gap on some of the, the, the almost misses and movement and, and, and calling and, and stuff like that to see Mickey be that person, that, that was pretty huge and shows you know, how, how strong she is as a sports entertainer to be able to help guide the story now instead of being guided, you know, from where she started off many years ago in the WWE, following behind Trish and Lita. Now she's actually helping make them look good and and just still in a league of her own. You know, if she's not a Hall of Fame contender in the next two years, there is something wrong. I don't foresee her retiring in two years because, truthfully, she's got maybe about four or five left in her because she could just go. But right. Look how long May Young did it. So don't say four or five. Well, I don't know. May Young is an exceptional case. She's from that old school of uh, you know training and stuff like that, like Ric Flair. Even though he may be you know older, but Ric Flair could probably outwork and still do an hour if need be. Yeah, you know, I Ricky agree. Dragon Steamboat can do an hour if need be. I mean, that's that old school, old school of uh, just, you know, getting that cardio beat into you so good, your muscle memory and everything. I mean, Kurt Angle talks about winning a, uh Olympic um, uh, title with a broken freaking neck. <laughs> Ric Flair walked into his um, his training school and with a, a back brace on. They said, what the heck you got this thing on for? Take it off and start taking some bumps so your your body can calcify. <laughs> mm. <laughs> the whole school was like, wait a minute, I'm in a brace so that way I can move good. They're like, fool, if you don't take that thing off and take some bumps. And the rest is history. Indeed. And you but know something? Congratulations on that. With, yeah. this, with this match, I was very, very scared. And I say that because Lita took a bump, and I was like, oh, my God, is she going to get up? Is she going to get up? And I'm sitting there like the worried parent, like, <laughs> oh, God, oh, no, don't hit her. Like, oh, 
<laughs> she can't be taken. Oh, that's. <laughs> I, I was on pins and needles. I turned football off, and I was on pins and needles trying to watch this match, and I had to keep looking away because I was so scared she was going to take a really, really bad bump. Wasn't too many bad ones, but it was one uh, when she landed the uh, the lead assault. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, please get up. Please get up. Okay, she got up. All right. Here's the funny thing. That's typical Lita. She's just so long that she stretches out in the elevation. So when she rotates, she can either land it, which she did on uh, Raw. She landed it spot on perfect. Or the top half can be coming down before the bottom half, mm-hmm. which, you know, scares the crap out of you for her neck. Because <laughs> yeah. that is not the way you're supposed to be landing uh, a moonsault of any kind. But thankfully, she's been doing it so long, she knows how to uh, take, you know, that bump and, and make it happen. But yeah, and, I was that same moment. I was like, oh my god, that's that's scary. And believe me, I, I, I've pretty much landed a moonsault like that before. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. Uh, my niece calls it uh, you, you scorpion yourself. I, it's not fun at all. Oh, uh, yeah. She must watch Ridiculousness. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I said, man, I said, you don't feel it in your neck right away. You feel it right down the middle of your chest. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I know that feeling. Is, <laughs> it's not a good one. Yeah, I believe it. But if I take that bump in the middle of a ring, I'd be like, heck, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> heck, yeah, I'm happy. A.K.A. Where's the Dudley's at? Can I go through a table, please? That's all I'm saying. I'll take it. All right. So next match, which was actually really good. I like the ending of it because uh, it, it made sense. It was smart, and it helped build the story and the longevity and typical NXT fashion of it being more than just one match and done um, with Kari Sane versus Shayna Baszler. I thought, you know, still Kari to me is like a female Rey Mysterio. She's small, she's she's tiny, skinny in body and stature, but she can go. She has a, that strong style element, and then she drops that elbow like it's ridiculous. And then Shayna did a great job, and they have been battling so well that Shayna did a great job of playing the larger-than-life character as a villain and then going back and forth, and then the interference of – too many horsewomen, by the way, but uh, the MMA – uh, components of the four horsewomen, which have signed by WWE. So that's going to be an interesting component, probably 12 months from now at next year's Survivor Series when we have WWE's four horsewomen versus Ronda and her four horsewomen. That'd be an interesting match to see who are the true horsewomen. But I thought overall it was a pretty good match. But you and I both had picked Shayna, and we were right. Yep. I, I I just I didn't catch too much of this match, but I've been you know keeping up with replays and I love Twitter because you can always get bits and pieces here and there when you're busy. I just ah I, it's certain matches I feel that ended too early. You know you you give them the fifteen, but I'm like they were doing so good you could have gave them a half an hour. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't think Kyrie got as many spots in as she would like to. But, I mean, again, Shayna looks like she's almost on that Samoa Joe feel where she looks like she's, like, going to eat you alive or something. Or if you're not getting a Shayna's going to kill you chant, there's something wrong. (laughs) 
But uh, I thought overall it was a good match, so we both picked that properly. Now, one of my contenders for uh, match of the night was actually one I was not expecting to be that good of a overall match. I thought it would have been first just to get it out the way. Uh, but it actually came in fourth um, in the lineup was the Riot Squad versus Sasha Bailey and Natalia. We both picked the Sasha Bailey and Natalia uh, side of the match. But those women almost completely stole the show. I was I was like, wow, this is one hell of a great match. And, you know, it just had so many elements. And they gave them the time to actually produce a high-quality match that everybody in the match looked good. Um, even Sarah Logan, who sometimes they just, she just doesn't have that opportunity to really show what she can do because you're doing a quick hot tags and all that stuff. Um, but she had a chance to show it. Liv Morgan looked really good. Ruby Riot put in some work. They actually let Natalia uh, really show off some of her wrestling prowess. And then they gave the big ups to Eddie Guerrero. They gave the big ups to the Hart Foundation. So I was pretty excited to see that as well. So, I mean, it was overall uh, one hell of a match, man. I said one of my top two for match of the night. Mm, top two. I, I I give you that. I just I don't know. I I like you the like way it? I I did, but I I just I, I look. I'm looking at the ride squad in a different light as of now. Like I I I looked at them before as a. Uh, just a pain in the ass, man, <laughs> because, like, they were just so vicious. Now I look at them totally different. And they've jumped from feuding with the Bellas to feuding with, you know, Sasha and Natalia. I'm like, okay, I, I like this. I like I like where this is going. I like this better than them feuding with the Bellas. So I, I, I look at them totally different. And then Ruby Riot, geez, she's a freaking animal. Mm-hmm. That's all, I mean, that's all I can say about her. I, I like I her you... energy. Go on, sorry, we finish. No, I like I, I like her energy. I, I love it. I love it. Just the oh, yeah. the way she just just goes about it. I just like her business like attitude, and she'll make she'll make you come down to making a business decision. Like, but mm-hmm. I'll be wondering. I'm like, damn, I wonder if they ever want to just like whoop her ass <laughs> I know you've been seeing um, a lot of the uh, divas passing around a photo talking about we won a women's tag team championship yes so the yes. riot squad would be the new day of the women's tag team championship since they would rock the freebird rule mm-hmm. so that, that would be perfect for them on the smackdown side of things and from everything that I can tell haven't talked about it for almost two months. Um, it looks like uh, the the buy rate for um, Evolution pay per view was extremely, extremely well. Uh, the the buzz from it, the, the coverage, everything was all positive through the roof. So we'll see what WWE has planned. Like I said, in my opinion, it is going to be a, a women's show on NXT, uh, probably. Uh, anchored by 
Beth Phoenix, maybe Lita, and I don't know. I don't know if Trish would want to do something like that full time, but that would give Beth and Lita something, and then maybe somebody else in the middle. I would like to see in the the color commentator Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, would be awesome in that, or Vicky Guerrero as the GM of that show would also be good, or maybe a male. You know, they could I'd bring Teddy Long back. <laughs> holla, holla, holla. Yeah. And, you know, that way you have the all-woman show, but yet you have the male component in there to kind of balance it out. But there was also some buzz, just to throw it out there, of uh, people wondering, like, why did they have Michael Cole in, you know, the main chair when they could have had another female? Renee so, Young. Like, I kind of see that. That's um, what well, yeah. want to be there. That's what that, that immediately I, I was like, okay, you got Beth Phoenix. I thought Renee Young was supposed to be sitting at the table also. Yeah. So it was it was, it was a little interesting to see. Uh, but I also would like to have seen Beth Phoenix in the ring and that uh battle royal as uh, well. So I mean yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah, Victoria. Yeah. And I, I that's one thing that's the only downside of evolution that I had because I couldn't see the glamazon. That was my only downside because I have been so geeked and I've been hoping, praying to see her back in the ring one day because I know she was started at the bottom and she was slaughter. Almost every woman on the roster. And then, you know, you got a standoff between Nia Jax, Beth Phoenix, Tamina. And then mm-hmm. she can go to SmackDown. She can feud with uh, uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair. It's like it's endless because, but it would be such a good feud on either side. Yep, I agree. And she looked great last year uh, at the Rumble, so I, I agree. She still has some more in the tank. Uh, it's just balancing out what you know Edge is doing with uh, his acting career and and such, and you know producing the Edge of Christian show. So it's. It, I don't know, but she could do it. But I think this uh, all-woman show would probably pull that if they do the all-woman show. If not, they're going to have to dedicate more time and make SmackDown Live three hours to add in uh, a women's tag team division because that would be another 10 to 15 minutes worth of TV time that they would add on both shows, which for Raw it works out great because that's just a segment that you don't have to stretch to figure out what to do. That's just an easy end. And like, okay, so yep, there you go. But again, uh, I think I talked about this when we first started the podcast about there being so many uh, high quality talent on NXT that, you know, once we get to the next opportunity for the superstar shakeup, people have to be called up. They just have to. And there's got to be a place for them. And there's not enough space. They're running close to that, that moment now where there's just no room for these folks to go and be viable. So they have to stay at NXT for too long and you can't bring in more superstar talent like a Jay Lethal or a Cody Rhodes if you don't have room being made because they would eclipse the current top talent just by the, their name alone. So they, you've got to figure out something really soon or buy TNA and ship some people over there or something. I don't know. Or bring back WCW. It, well, there's an idea. Mm-hmm. But you know something? Got a network. Yeah, you do. You, you said something about 
you know, the women passing around a picture of a women's tag team championship. If I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. But like I'll say about three, four, five shows ago, we had a conversation about that and we brought that up. We've been talking about that for nearly two months. Oh yeah. Our fingers on the pulse, people. Our finger is on the pulse. I'm just I, I'm I'm just saying. I mean, what do we gotta do? I don't know. Just keep stealing ideas. That's all. Just keep stealing ideas. I don't mind. As long as we get to see this stuff, that's all that matters. But uh, believe it or not, which surprised me, was the Battle Royale, uh, without it being related to Fortnite, (laughs) was number two in the night. So you had Tamina, Molly, Holly, Carmella, Alondra Blaze, Kelly Kelly, Alicia Fox, The Iconics, Ivory, Dana Brooke, Lana, Mandy Rose, Selena DeVille, Oscar, Selena Vega, Naomi, Naya, Tori Wilson, Amber Moon, Maria, and Undertaker's wife, Michelle McCool. Whew. All in one battle royal. You picked Oscar. I picked Ember Moon, which I thought it was almost there. They was about to make it happen. But then in a the stroke of funny luck, the person you should have picked won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and I kicked myself for that. As soon as I was like, Ember's got her, Ember's got her, I'm going to win this. I got it. And then now I won. I was like, why did he pick her? <laughs> like, oh, man, uh, the, the crazy stroke of luck. But I, the, I think that was one of the best women's battle royals that they've done, where the, the, the start of it was good. It was typical. You understood where, we, where they were going with it when the Iconics came out, started talking trash, like, okay, so we know they're all going to band together and get rid of them. But then you saw the smartness of the the storytelling because then it separated and it was the old guard. They eliminated the Iconics, but then it ended up when he turned around being a, a line of the old guard versus a line of the new guard. And then that's how they met. So, you know, it was the beginning of the evolution and uh, the continuation of the evolution clashing. And I thought that was amazing. Alundra Blaze, you know, still when she got into a groove, looked great. Uh, my boo Ivory looked awesome, even in the dance. Uh, I was, all I saw was this glow. I was just screaming, glow, glow, glow. 56 uh, I thought old. everybody did it. 56 years old and, and hit a splash off the top rope. Mm-hmm. Age ain't nothing but a number. That's right. If you give me a shot, I'm in. That's all I'm saying. You ain't got to say nothing to me. Just to be like, hey, you, yep. Yep. You know, I'll be your cougar. That's what it'll be. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get that mess twisted. I will be your cougar. We get married tomorrow. That's all I'm saying. But, uh, yeah, great battle royal. Awesome. Awesome battle royal. I thought all the, um, uh, the original divas did phenomenal. And uh, the, the new generation look good as well. They did eliminate some kind of early, so you can see you know, them setting up for the more athletic side or the more regulated side for ring rust. Uh, so, you know, with the Kelly Kellys and uh, Tori Wilson and Maria, who looked amazing for just having a baby. I felt really, really Predator-esque looking at Maria like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and that outfit, she is hot, but you know, I had to reel myself in, but it's like, that's pretty messed up. I should not be looking at her in that way right now. Mm. 
<laughs> she should have had some more clothes on. But <laughs> good match overall, to say the least. Uh, the the ending. <laughs> Ooh boy, I don't think uh, Naya and Ember Moon may not be tagging too much longer. <laughs> they won't be tag teaming too much longer. So I, I think this is just the signal of Nia Jax getting ready to go on another title run, which is deserved. It's well deserved. So and if that happens, then that means that Ember is going to win the Money in the Bank. Exactly. And I wouldn't so that would set up something down the road. I, I wouldn't mind saying that, but until that happens, I think Nia Jax will feud with uh, Tamina for a little while. Yeah. And you know, every time I got to give big ups to Tamina since I'm using her theme song as the anchor for the People's Choice Don Rodriguez when he comes out in WWE 2K19. So <laughs> that's, that's that's my girl. Every time I hear that, all I think about is my entrance which actually looks better, but I just look at my interest. But I will say this, though. The one thing I am not happy with is that in certain situations, the WWE, uh, I won't say this. Well, in certain situations, the wardrobe department needs to get jack smacked. Why the heck is Tamina in... Still, or at least still in a daggone, you know, suit of armor, for the lack of a better term. Let her femininity come out. You know, it took a while for Natty to actually get, you know, into, you know, sheerness and stuff like that to have a little bit more fun with it. Thank you, Total Divas, for helping that out. But then it took even longer for Naya to show a little bit of sheerness or something. But, you know, Tamina looks like she's wearing a straight jacket chest plate <laughs> that, you know, the, the, the piece at the bottom is just, I don't know. I, I don't like the wardrobe. I think, you know, she's a very beautiful woman, but she needs to change her wardrobe to take it to the next level. You, you, you know, you could be badass without looking like you just escaped the insane asylum hanging out with Michael Myers. <laughs> That's just, you know, my little quick rant on, you know, Tamina, since we are theme song mates and all. Uh, and I'm going to say this, and I say it every week, same thing. WWE creative, not only does he come up with brilliant and great storylines, not only does he put a match together and can talk you through it and make you see it, he's a star. He's also in the wardrobe department. That, <laughs> He does it all. I can't sew it, but I can tell you, hey, you need to change that wardrobe up. I'm telling you, it will go through the roof. She doesn't have to be, you know, on that Lana level or, you know, a a one piece like Carmella, but something, something. Or take two layers off, in truth. Just take two layers off and maybe not the long sleeve black shirt. You need some color splash into it. I would at this moment and at this stage of the game, uh, you know, for her longevity, it's time to go ahead and put the brown in it. Let's let's get the super fire in there. Just go ahead, you know, some nice little tearaways of brown um, that looks like that that like super flies trunks, but not, you know, same thing like what uh, Charlotte is doing with her robes versus Rick. 
traditional robe. Just a little play on that would be awesome. And then, you know, she keeps the hair. Everything else stays the same. Because, you know, she doesn't have that, that extra macho theme song. Anymore, that talk, me, da, talk. Whoever came up with that, I'm like, what the heck is wrong with y'all, man? <laughs> no. Like, how's your theme song your name? The entire time. Now she just got a badass theme song, and I just want to see her make it, man. But that's it. Now let's get into speaking of make it. Uh, the May Young uh, Classic Final. Actually, wait a minute. I won. You did. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did I not add in? Man, I won this. I crushed you. I'm just, I'm just looking at it now. How did I miss that? Maybe because I was just so wrapped up into the fanfare and the awesomeness of the pay-per-view. I stopped tally marking how many wins I had. So, yeah, I crushed you. But one <laughs> 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 of the next wins that I had was uh, of Lo Shirai versus Tony Storm, who uh, the Aussie looked really, 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 really good in comparison. And you can tell the difference a year makes versus how she performed last year uh, in the May Young Classic. She's come a long way. But like I said, you know, nothing against any other nationalities, but it would be too much to do two Japanese competitors winning back-to-back. It's like, what were you really – you know, getting out of that, you know, what, what story are you trying to tell an opportunity? And, you know, that's, that's always a fun thing, you know, with sports entertainment and, and battle royales or, or tournaments and stuff like that. Cause you know, there is a predetermined outcome, but the story and the journey that you take to get there and how everybody has the opportunity to shine and show what's going on is the most important thing. And then Tony did a great job in her entire stretch uh, and the May Young Classic, and you know she just put on a great clinic for her final match and won. You know, this is one of the matches that I was talking about earlier, just a few minutes ago. That they didn't get enough time. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's the May Young Classic, but they did not get enough time. They put on a show. You got the six one nine, then a springboard. Come on, mm-hmm. these. Oh my god, I'm just. I, I think that the May Young Classic should be a pay per view to itself, but it should be done like King of the Ring, the old King of the Ring, where you had all those matches in one night. Mm-hmm. Not where we have a qualifying match. No, this is the quarterfinal on on uh, SmackDown. No, 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 no. All one night. Kind of sort of, uh, what was that? Highway to Hell they used to do. You had you talking about thumping your Bible and saying your prayers. Talking about John 3.16. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Where my man said off the 3.16 says, you know the rest. <laughs> yes, I agree with that. I agree. And But you, you got so much talent and not even just in in the the men's section i mean in the women's division it's a lot of up and coming talent i i'm i'm just i'm i'm geeked to see what they can do once they get the chance you're going to have to add more women's titles you're going to have to get that women's tag title and you're going to have to get one for smackdown and one for and Raw. they're going to need another you're going to have to do belt too 
Yes, and that's where uh, we we talked about it when we were talking about belts a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about um, the uh, what did I say? I said the TV yep. title. Bring that back. Mm-hmm. Give me a women's TV title. Yeah, if you don't do it for the men, absolutely. That way, it's still different. And, and but it's got its own thing. You got you know uh, what? What's another defunct belt? I mean, I love for them to bring the hardcore back. Please, dude, please, twenty four seven rule, please. Please, please. It, and you know what? We hit, what was it, the 20-year anniversary a couple of days ago mm-hmm. for, for the hardcore belt? And I, but it's quite a few. I mean, the, 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 the possibilities are endless if you need to come up with another belt. There's plenty of belts that you can reactivate and bring right back. I mean, you, you brought back a European championship for a little while that's only defended in Europe. And now you got a European pay per view for NXT. Exactly. I mean, you used to have a European pay per view for uh, SmackDown and Raw too, Insurrection. Yep. It was another one too. It was another European pay per view, but I can't remember the other one. It was Insurrection. It was something else. Yeah, I'm I'm drawing a blank, but yeah, I do remember that being why I can't remember what it was called. I don't know, but I mean, with this amount of talent and these women putting on these shows and it, the, 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 I don't even know the words I'm looking for. I'm so happy no, about I'm it. With but, you. We were talking about it last week as well on how they're just different and it's all new and fresh. It's not the, the normal, you know, you see the guy, okay, he's the heel. He's going to play up the heel. He's going to fake like he's injured. The next thing you know, it's going to be the thumb to the eye and then the roll up and then they kick out. And then, you know, the face guy is going to run in. The heel's going to duck under and try it again, but he's going to get caught with the ref when he's got both his feet up on there for the roll-up, uh, both his feet on the ropes. Then a kick out, hit the super – or the uh, super. You tell I've been playing a video game. Hit the uh, <laughs> hit the finishing move, one, two, three, face wins. You know, it's not that simple anymore. And the next match, um, which was my overall pick for match of the night, at uh, Becky versus Charlotte, which I also picked Becky uh, and won, um, was just they that. are playing. They are playing with Charlotte and Maya's emotion. No, why Charlotte? This is the what the third time in a row that she didn't beat her, and she beat her clean. Yep, I'm about to say that, yeah, and it, and it's necessary because it's a good growth opportunity for Charlotte because you saw on SmackDown when uh, my boo Paige asked her to be the anchor and the, the captain of the SmackDown team for the women for Survivor Series. And Charlotte was like, I don't think I should be the pick for that. That still builds a storyline thing. I mean, that, their feud is not going to culminate. And we talked about that before, I think, in one of the Book It segments. It's not going to culminate until WrestleMania, and that's where Charlotte's going to get the belt. And then Big Matt Charlotte comes in. Or it could be also, and here you go, for your – uh, WWE, listen to this moment. It could be the setup for Charlotte to turn into the Nature Boy uh, esque type that we've been talking about, where she's going to start becoming like her dad and become the dirtiest female in the game. And then Becky's still going to be the heel, but she's losing matches to Charlotte because Charlotte is doing things like the thumb to the eye, like my all time favorite, Ric Flair, ask for time, which is like, really? Why are we asking for time? And the ref goes to check how much time we got. You know, you can't do the, you know, the nut shot because it's it's pointless, but it could be a shot to the throat, 
or a rake in the eyes, like I said, or anything crazy like that, the, the chop block or, or something. You know, you're going to start seeing those opportunities. And then as it gets closer and closer to mania, then you would start to filter in the actual horsewomen opportunity where, you know, Charlotte's going to lose one more time and maybe it could be at the Rumble and then she's going to get frustrated and then Becky's like, I'm done. I'm not wrestling you anymore. I beat you five times. You've got nothing. I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm the man. But, and meanwhile, she's coming out saying those things on SmackDown and then here comes a run-in with somebody in a mask and beats her down. And then the next week, here comes a run-in somebody in a mask. Different, though because you could tell a body type is different, beats her down. Then the third person comes down, beats her down. The fourth time, it slides in, and it's somebody different. It looks like Charlotte, but what? Next thing you know, unmasking happens. Boom, it's Charlotte. But at that point, the other three girls come down, and they just do an old-fashioned horseman stomp, and then bam, four horsewomen right there. And then now Becky has become the face again because she's going up against uh, Charlotte and then Becky's like I can't believe you're doing this and you know and now hit you wanted me now you got the real me Becky and then it just goes all into it and there's your mania match so that would be pretty interesting Jeez. there you go you got a freebie out of me Jeez. you got a freebie out of me never ceases to amaze me just took it this lump of clay little water little mold and little bang it is masterpiece masterpiece good grief just what i would like to see that's all i'm saying i think the the wwe universe would love to see the evolution pun intended of uh that feud if it could go that way to culminate into you know a women's tag championship which the horsewoman would win sorry riot squad but yeah they would beat you down or if you want to elevate the riot squad into that then that would be mask girl one two and three because you can't do the, the proper horse women because that means that Bailey would have to turn heel, Sasha would have to turn heel, and then you're feuding with Becky, so you kind of can't make it that way. But, you know, you, you can have it be that way. So Okay, give me your overall grade for evolution. I give it an A. A? Yeah, without question, and not just throwing it out there just because it was, for beginning to end, uh, a great pay-per-view and you know what the most important thing i liked about it was the actual production the the way the the camera was positioned how close it was to the ring the lighting yes everything it felt like a house show like i was just right there in a big feel environment but old school traditional like i was watching raw smackdown and that house show feel you could see how close they had the uh, the guardrail to the ring. It was legitimately like it was brand new and fresh, and it hasn't grown into uh, a stadium, but this is where they're starting. You know, almost like that indie feel, but with a lot more butts in the seats on a regular basis type of thing. And that's what really impressed me. Whoever made that decision to do the direction and the production to look like that was spot on. That is exactly what it should have been. I was so happy and impressed with what I saw there. Now, see, they did that at uh, Nassau Coliseum. Mm -hmm. And Nassau Coliseum only seats, what, about, 
I think they what they did about sixteen eight there. Yeah. Maybe seventeen. But they have shot from a farther distance and still made it look right. bigger um, in reference to production. So it's not just the, the the location that they were at, and that's why it was small. They've done bigger production for Raw and SmackDown and that. So. But do you do you know what this means though? What's that? It when they do evolutional the next women's all women's pay-per-view because it's going to be another one it's going to be another one so oh, yeah. but when you do it it won't be from nassau coliseum it'll be from possibly the barclay center oh yeah and you know uh, let me pull that up real quick barclay center how many does that see no, no i wouldn't even do barclays man i mean I, truthfully at the rate it sold out it should be if they're going to take over a town, it needs to be, to be honest with you, if I was going to do it, it would have to be during WrestleMania week. So imagine the lineup. You have the go-home show uh, uh, for WrestleMania on Monday. Go-home show – I'm sorry, for Raw. SmackDown go-home show on Tuesday. Wednesday, NXT. Thursday, women's pay-per-view. Friday, the Hall of Fame. Saturday – NXT TakeOver. Sunday, seven hours of WrestleMania. That is a full week's worth of content at Mania. That is disgusting. And well worth $10. Well worth $10. That, that alone should sell a year's worth of WWE Network to have a, a solid week, which is something they haven't done. They did 24 hours of WrestleMania, which was amazing. I recorded all 24 hours of it. But to have an entire seven-day week, not a fudge, okay, this is a little special on USA or, or something like that for an hour, but full three, two-hour content throughout the entire week would be freaking awesome. If I had to the, the, the pin the next one, that's when I would do it because they could sell out the same uh, arena that they did. Well, actually, you sell out. NXT will probably be taped, but um, the same arena that you were in for SmackDown or that the Hall of Fame is going to be in, because I guess that'd be a good turnover, the same arena that the Hall of Fame would be in, which normally they're averaging, you know, about 60, between 60 and 80,000 people for the Hall of Fame. So that's what they would have. And then you just flip that uh, for the Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame on Friday. I think that'd be insane. Let's see. <laughs> I, I, Barclays Center would be entirely too small because that's I mean, on that's roughly yeah seventeen thousand at, at the Barclays. But now to do it the way you said do it, you got the go home show Monday for Raw, go home show Monday. I mean Tuesday for uh, SmackDown, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Now if I could pick now this is if I'm planning this further out than like the next five, six months. But give me, I would do it somewhere close to Atlanta. And WrestleMania, whatever the women's pay-per-view would be, and uh, Hall of Fame induction, NXT TakeOver. Do it at the Mercedes-Benz Dome. Mm. The new one down in Atlanta. I'm waiting for that, man. I I don't know Hopefully they are bidding for it for next year yeah. or the year after, that, the year after um, 2020. I'm hoping that's why I haven't moved 
<laughs> I'm like, they are due. ATL is too hot right now for production values with all the shows. I and mean, we got Avengers movies being filmed there, Walking Dead. I mean, it's just seriously hot. Cal- it's the new California. Uh, truthfully. Now, see, you got 74000 for football, but you got a ring at the 50-yard line. You have seats set oh, up. Yeah, they're going to break the all-time WrestleMania record there without question. And that right there was... I guess the powers that be didn't like our, uh, our our future planning. No, that was you this time. <laughs> He's like, don't you be trying to forecast what we're going to do for our viewership. <laughs> but, yeah, man, um, I mean, because you got to think about it. Uh, ATL's got the Super Bowl coming up. So it's going to be ridiculous. But if yes. I had to choose Super Bowl ticket, WrestleMania. We all know which way I'm going to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> See now, so I'm I keep, keep my fingers crossed. I went to the last one in Atlanta, and it was amazing. I know exactly what hotel to be at this time, and uh, you know the way they had it set up. You know, I'm walking uh, side by side with William Regal and stuff like that as they were going through the buses. I mean, it, it was amazing, amazing uh, a moment right there, man. That was my second mania, and it was just as great as my first one at the Garden. Let's see if I got to choose. It, it all depends uh, who's playing in the Super Bowl. That's it. <laughs> I'm about to kick you off this podcast, man. It's a Sunday. <laughs> but it all it, – It's see, football on Sunday. My mama said – mama, 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 mama said. <laughs> but I'm um, – um, Football is the devil on Saturday. I'm, I'm with you, though. <laughs> uh, but if I got a choice, uh, yeah, I, I can probably go to the Super Bowl anytime. I can – WrestleMania is one of the hardest – tickets to get yeah and it's cheaper than the super bowl hint hint <laughs> hey you know what a travel that's package a- is the same price as the super bowl ticket <laughs> that that's always a good way to sway me i'm I'm all about saving money <laughs> heck yeah you could drive down stop at the crib you know what i'm saying sleep over and then we just roll on down hey. so all you gotta do is make it eight hours to south carolina and then the final two's on me indeed i can dig that Heck yeah, man. It is not a game. I'm just waiting for him to say it. Next year, it's in Atlanta. Done deal. I'll be stalking uh, the, the stadium right then. Like, guys, are you selling tickets yet? No? Just let me know. <laughs> just let me know. Speaking of let me know, let's talk about this hotbed of interest being crown jewel. <sighs> So we got a couple things going in the crown jewel. We've got a lot of media buzz and reference to the political climate over there in Saudi Arabia. And then because of that, John Cena, who has the clout at this moment to be able to say no, we have Daniel Bryan tapping out saying no, doesn't really have the clout. But yet, the yes movement is kind of strong enough that, you know, worst case scenario, they'll be like, all right, well, we'll have you defend your title on SmackDown. Well, the, go for title defense uh, to see if you can win it on SmackDown, and you'll lose, and then we'll see what happens from there. And that's what happened. Uh, so that's how they kind of pulled those two characters away. And then they went to the table and said, well, if we lost Super Cena, what star power do we have? Let's check the bullpen, shall we? 
Um, uh, nope, nope, nope. Wait a minute. That red and yellow looks familiar. Let's go with that one. <laughs> sure, Hogan, come on over. We'll just go ahead and high five each other and say, well, yeah, let's just go ahead and, and see how it goes and feel it out. And why not create a new T-shirt as well? Hulkamania established T-shirt. And then you go out there and host it and do a segment. And then we'll go from there. And it was very interesting looking at the ages of the kids. They popped hard and they marked out the youngest kids that don't even didn't even get to see Hogan uh, in his prime or for their last five, six, seven years be on WWE programming at a level that as old heads, when we heard the music and saw the feather boa, you were like, oh, snap, it's the Hulkster. You know, I felt like a kid again as soon as you hear that. And I'm talking Hulk Hogan, uh, the character, not Terry, who I still don't know. So if he is, you know, still thinking those crazy thoughts, then I could just go back to, well, maybe it's not that bad when Booker T was doing a promo and said, yeah, and that nigga. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God, Book. Oh, he may be done. Did he just say that on television? God bless you. (laughs) (laughs) but you know Booker got in the Hall of Fame and still said that we got to give Hogan a chance hashtag give Hogan a chance he may have paid enough aka NWO is really coming back now so uh, one thing I will say about every time they do something the Saudis love to dedicate a budget to Pyro it's like you're just walking down and Oprah is, is the Booker Hey, what's going on? You know what? You get pyro. Uh, you got a match? You get pyro. And you get pyro. And you get pyro. And Undertaker gets some cloud. And then pyro. You know? It's <laughs> <laughs> like everybody just gets pyro for any relative reason at that point. Um, they just like fireworks. So every time I see that, I chuckle. I was like, well, I wonder how many people. That'd be a good drinking game for the next time that they go over is you just take a, a shot every time some pyro hits. But um, it was it was crazy. So they started in the right way, I guess, with the um, Best in the World Cup tournament. And they did all their first rounds, which had Rey Mysterio winning over Randy Orton. And then Randy did typical Viper things, just RKO fest, uh, and set up the, the, the storyline to help the Miz win, which he beat Jeff Hardy in a really good uh, fashion, you know, with the Skull Crusher finale. Seth Rollins beat Lashley. And then Dolph Ziggler beat Kurt Angle, who, if Kurt Angle was doing a more regular schedule, would have crushed the crap and out of, of Dolph Ziggler. I mean, you could just tell Angle looked good, but he just didn't have the, the, the ring machine going the way he was, you know, been wrestling consecu- consecutively and, and stuff like that. But overall, I thought it was a good match, a good first round setting up the story with Rey Mysterio. So once we saw him get injured, like, well, we know Rey's not going to win it. Um, so my next pick for that would have been, okay, I think the Miz may have that shot, but we'll get into that part in a little bit. You know what? I was upset, but I kind of figured that Rey Mysterio would beat Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Now, of, of course, let me say this. I had to watch this on replay because – my lovely, lovely daytime job wouldn't let me do my nighttime job while I was at my daytime job. (laughs) 
So the truck drivers wouldn't stop, so I had to continue to work, but I had to watch it on replay. But I had, uh, I, I really wanted to see Randy Orton. I'm just, it seemed like Randy Orton is on mid Carter status right now, and that's starting to really piss me off because I know he's a talent. Granted, he's been popped with the wellness program, uh, three, four times. I don't know. He's been suspended for thirty days, sixty days. I don't know, but and I don't know if it's always been for any type of PED. I don't know exactly what they all have been for anymore. But I'm just tired of seeing him mill around in the mid card, and then everybody wants to see him main event again, of course. But he just—it's like this mid card status. It's like a stink that's on him, and he can't get it off. So him losing to Rey Mysterio. You kind of saw it saw it coming, but I thought that he was going to break away from that stink in this in this match. Yeah, Randy has always been a character that needs something strong to play off of that can stretch out for a couple. You know, I think if I was a, the, the book it, the next evolution would really have Randy versus Shinsuke, and I would have Shinsuke really go into – his strong style, and then let those have the same series of matches that you saw with Cesaro and Sheamus. Mm. And I think those two, given a good 20, 25 minutes, three, three commercial breaks uh, worth of, well, two commercial breaks, and then the one that's shown in a picture-in-picture, picture, uh, I think you could really have a series going with them that would pass that United States title back and forth and it would look really good because Shinsuke needs somebody that is on his height level and, and can really put on a, a strong performance that can play off of him. And then Randy Orton is so straight faced, you know, when Shinsuke, Shinsuke does the come on, RKO could hit him. And then that's how the title could change hands and, you know, strange things like that. And, and you, you could really build off of that. But Randy needs that type of fuel that can give him that scenario to go forward. Like when he was a legend killer, you know, you had that fuel because it was, how can I take out this legend? How can I take out this one? Where is this one coming from? Who am I running in on? What am I doing? You know, you, you just got to have that, that catalyst. As much as I love Ray Mysterio, in that one, we've been there, done that. Ray deserved to win because, you know, we've been there, done it. He's caught several beatdowns from Randy, and it's his comeback story leading to him <laughs> going into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, I'm telling you, watch. I think I don't know if we talked about that. I maybe talked with somebody, but they have run out of people to sell out arenas. Hall of Fame is great in essence, but Hall of Fame is its own business, and it has one job: sell out the arena that we're going to use for Raw. <laughs> Nine out of ten, um, or that we're using for Takeover. Now that NXT is filling that. Saturday slot and um, the Hall of Fame has moved to Friday. Remember, it used to be on Saturday the night before WrestleMania, but now we have TakeOver on Saturday. But sell out the arena, make it hot before the next. That is the job of the Hall of Fame, and they need that star power. Rey Mysterio will pack in with the Latino Mexicano crowd, and then he'll be one of the headliners. I don't think he would be the headliner unless you put uh, actually, uh, I don't know, man. We still want Owen Hart to go in. But uh, I don't of know course. The, 
who the headliner would be. Maybe with the evolution, um, it would be a female. And I'm trying to think what female, well, Mickey. I mean, if she decides to be a working Hall of Famer, but um, they need to have a, a strong female presence. So it's going to be interesting to see. But my pick, because, again, anybody that is the way they're doing it now is tied into the video game is getting their whole shot into the Hall of Fame. Started with um, Ultimate Warrior, then it was Sting, then it was Goldberg, and now Rule of of Three is in effect. So, you know, you just created a trend. Um, So now Rey Mysterio would be the fourth person to follow in that tradition of WWE game leads into some type of match, uh, whatever format that they want to put it in. Now you're a Hall of Famer. Ray is just coming back a little bit early. Mm. Um, so, the next first round one, uh, Miz and Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. Of course, I wanted to see Jeff Hardy, but you, I think you called this one. You called this one last week that yeah. the Miz would beat Jeff Hardy, and this is probably where you're going to see Brother Nero come. And Jeff Hardy's face paint um, has gotten so much. Level. Yeah. It, but oh it, it gets better and better every pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. And the, the face on the side, like, what? It took me over, like, wait a minute, is that another face? Oh, snap. Jefferson's got disgusting evil with it now. Like, Vin Dollar's got to run for his money. Yeah. Now, we, we, we are old enough to remember, like, if you wrestled too long, how the face paint used to peel. Mm-hmm. I.e. Ultimate Warrior, I.e. Old School Sting. Sting. Yep. It, it, his face paint just ah yeah, it, vicious. It takes about I, twenty twenty five minutes before his stuff starts to peel. Yeah, and match is pretty much nearly over then. But I got a question for you because uh, I mean I just want to go through these real quick. But when is uh when is Jeff Hardy ever gonna main event in WWE again? He seemed like he in that mid card status too. Him, Bobby Lashley, uh uh uh. uh Randy Orton, these guys are supposed to be main eventers. And I think Bobby Lashley should be the one feuding with uh, Brock Lesnar because I've been dying to see them two go at it in MMA, and I've been denied that so many daggone times. Those are the only two that match up physically pretty goddamn well. The tail of the tape on them two is almost identical, and I've been dying to see that. Yep. And then, you know, just for – putting a stamp on it, Lashley would beat the crap out of Braun Strowman and that's how Brock would have to pay attention. And, you know, Paul Heyman can't do anything but sing accolades for Bobby Lashley because the beast versus this really big black dude. <laughs> <laughs> and when I'm talking about Mark Henry, we're talking no. about this really big black dude. Like, yeah, Bobby Lashley looks like he beat the hell out of Brock Lesnar. And that's something that I agree that they, they need. But for Jeff Hardy, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, TNA did it because he was just star power enough from that uh, WWE machine to really bring some viewership to the seats. But I don't foresee that happening unless he gets kidnapped by Bray Wyatt at the, at the command for lack of a better term, of Matt Hardy and comes back as Brother Nero. Well. But speaking of the Hardys, if you don't watch that daggone 
Hardy Christmas special. I mean, uh, not Christmas special, Halloween special. Oh my God, that is worth nine ninety nine in itself because you will sit there from the and just be like, "What the heck am I watching?" This is the <laughs> most. I mean, I I, I I can do nothing but applaud the Hardys for even though Matt's you know injured and and taking care of all that stuff to still have the ability to put on such compelling television that even the WWE core writers couldn't have scripted this. This was what the hell? <laughs> and <laughs> oh my god! And just to give you a hint, uh, they even have hose in it. <laughs> if that don't make you rush to see what the heck I'm talking about, um, and it's a Jeff Hardy costume change in there, that is like, oh my god! The Jeff just become Boomhauer. So y- you have to see it. But yeah, Jeff would have to get kidnapped, become Brother Nero. And then if Matt's not cleared the wrestle and in and, and better condition yet, then Matt will probably be uh, his manager. And then that would give him a run of some kind. Now, that will be superstar shakeup. That means that, you know, it will be uh, on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So that's how that would go. So that will set up uh, uh old school thing, Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles. And Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke, and, and you know those type of things. So, all that would happen on the blue side. It won't be able to happen on the raw side. Okay. Uh, we talked about Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins. Uh, Leo Rush, and I know Leo. Leo Leo's a young cat. Leo's only twenty three, and I've seen him move in a ring. His mic skills. You got to give him an A on that. His mic no, skills sir. are great. No, no, no. I give You're him not, a B. You giving him a B? B. He's still not fluid. Because, I mean, well, he's getting better. I think somebody finally told him to stop doing a ha-ha at the end of it, uh, mm. of everything he says. It was like, oh, God, it was just so annoying. You know, the, I was losing the message. And, you know, his little high-pitched voice. You know, <laughs> I think he has the potential to be uh, uh, a run in the direction of a Paul Heyman. But he's still honing that skill. Now, performance-wise, he's a great performer. Right. He could, he could do some stuff in the ring. But I just, you know, he's getting there. He's just got to go ahead and, and cross that line. And I think he'll be okay. Well, I mean, well, he's Seth Rollins. Yeah. Seth Rollins took out Lashley. Uh, Dolph beating Kurt. Oh, my God. I, I didn't see that. But Well, it was I interesting. Mean, I, I was torn, though, because they were setting it up like Kurt was going to win by all the dedications to Kurt Angle and, you know, all the vignettes and all this stuff. And it was like, God dang. Y'all laying it on thick for Kurt Angle, aren't you? So this could either be him losing but getting cred. Or him winning, and then nobody will really complain like it is Kurt Angle. All right, I got you. <laughs> well, I, I, I kind of figured that Kurt wasn't going to take it too far. So, but eh. where you want to go next? All right, so then you had the New Day versus the Bar, which, you know, you knew the Bar was going to win. 
it was a, a good match. Um, you know, the big show was going to intervene at some point, and he did. And then that's how it went down. You know, I, I foresaw that happening with no question. I think that it's going to culminate in Survivor Series with a three-on-three rocking the Freebird rule officially, but there'll just be uh, a six-man tag, and then title may change hands at that point. You know what? You know how I feel about this. I now, granted, I I enjoy the bar. I love the bar, but New Day not being able to get the titles back. This is like I feel like a little kid that's in the middle and they're playing keep away right now. That's what I feel <laughs> like. So I don't know, man. I would have the New Day not get the titles back, so that way the Usos can get the belt back. That's what needs to get the belt back. They, I mean, they were just handling that money. And there was yeah. nobody that could really say anything. The Usos put in work. Okay. Longer than a new day. You, you, Almost you as got, long as Kofi. You got the Bar versus the Usos mm-hmm. for the tag titles. Who you taking? Usos pull it out. Oh, Usos all day. Okay. Usos all day. I'm not going. See, you're trying to bait me, man. <laughs> I just thought about that. You're trying to bait me. Now I got to go ahead and. Lay out the, the, the scenario for you. So you got, you know, we're probably 15 minutes in on the match. Everything's going back and forth. Big Show comes out to try to help. In the midst of Big Show coming out, here comes all three members of the New Day. And then they stop the Big Show, which in turn distracts the bar. If it was me and I was going to script it, I would have Kofi throw a plate of pancakes or smush a plate of pancakes in the face of Sheamus, to which Sheamus is, you know, trying to get the pancake off, and Sheamus is in the ring. So Kofi would have got up on a, the, the ring apron, smashing his face. Next thing you know, super kick number one, super kick number two, Sheamus is down. And then uh, Jay Uso comes off the top rope with the splash, one, two, three. Uso's won the belt, thanks to the New Day. Stop baiting me, man. I'm telling you. Stop baiting me. That wasn't I, cool. I can't help it. That wasn't cool. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Like, did he just got now? I got to talk about it. Uh, so, uh, next one, like we talked about, it was just showing the path of the Miz. He talked about it, it happened that way Miz versus Rey Mysterio. It was a good match, but I mean, it's something we've seen before, so uh, we don't no need to go super deep into it. But we know the Miz won that one, and then um, the next one after that was uh. Dolph Ziggler went in the title, which I was shocked. I was like, you know, that's setting up heel versus heel, which is something they generally don't do because normally in those situations, somebody would have to get the crowd reaction face, but the Miz had so much heat and Dolph had so much heat that I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's a different little feel. I go with it. So that, that set up the semis right there uh, and led to the final. You know what? Uh, let's start with the Miz, Ray Mysterio. I'm just, I thought Ray was going to go a little deeper, but it's the Miz. And be quite honest, I had the Miz winning it all, to be honest. Because we talked about the Miz and Daniel Bryan's feud. It was going to, the, the the pinnacle was going to be one of them competing for a title, a world title. Yep. 
Daniel Bryan wound up coming out of that. He's the one competing for the world title soon. So where's the Miz going to go? The Miz still has to stay relevant, which is not hard for him. It's the Miz. Right. And you know what? About six or seven years ago, I wouldn't have never said that daggone statement. Oh, my God. I've grown up so so much. So is he. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it wouldn't be hard for him to stay relevant. But this would have been that oomph, that push. This has been his vehicle to get back on the level to keep up with Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan beats AJ Styles. The next thing you know, you have this, okay, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan feud for a minute. That kind of dies off. The Miz comes back. You have the Miz, Daniel Bryan feud. Next thing you know, we got good TV. You got the wives going at it and everything. And I, I mean, hey, it's it's good TV to me. Oh, yeah. I agree. I agree. And uh, speaking of good TV, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe, which I was hoping, hoping that since Samoa Joe said, sure, I'll step in, that he would actually get the belt. And that match was brutal. Brutal. Oh, my God. The boys beat themselves within an inch both ways. Brutal. But AJ ended up pulling it out. And I'm like, uh, I really, I think everybody there was expecting Joe to win by some shape, manner, or form. It just would have made sense. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just because Survivor Series is only uh, a couple weeks away that they just wanted to go ahead and pin that as the lock. And Crown Jewel was kind of like the anomaly pay per view that, you know, you have some stuff happen, but it won't be something too much to shake the foundation so to speak, so that way they could still keep the direction towards Mania and the Rumble. But uh, I would have had Joe win that belt. Finally. Now, now, now that's something we can agree on. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Now, this right here, now, every Sunday we do a dumpster fire game. For NFL, this was my dumpster fire match. <laughs> Brock Lesnar beats Braun Strowman to win the vacant Universal Championship. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did not see that match going or starting the way I, I I would have never in a million years. And I thought it was interesting that Baron Corbin was out there, but I guess like, well, I guess you know if he's going to be presenting a belt. That's giving him something to do. But when he attacked Braun, and then we'll just call it the Berserker Barrage for those Marvel vs. Capcom fans and uh, X-Men vs. Street Fighter and all those fans, uh, <laughs> Brock just, well, what should we do, F5? Not again, F5. You still getting up, F5? <laughs> okay, I give up, F5 over the top rope. Oh, my God, he's not done yet. Fine, F5. <laughs> like five F5s. Oh, my gosh. Is like the new Suplex City. So if there's not an F5 over the road T-shirt, uh, I don't know what the hell's going on. True indeed. I, I like just, the Krispy Kreme of Suplex City. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody made a great point. Braun Strowman has gone from this behemoth 
that was destroying everybody to uh, early, I'll say mid-2000s Big Show? No, not yet. Not yet. I won't let y'all ship that yet because I'm, this is political. Like I told you before, that is not, Braun Strowman did his job. He paid his dues so that way down the road he would get the payout. This was, this was a, a deposit that he did in his future. He's, he's, he's going to be there. But like I said, this is all political. Brock, which will make WWE look good, goes over with that belt to UFC. If he wins, then everybody wins. Dana White wins. Vince McMahon wins. Double validity. And then Brock can drop the belt. Because he's going to need to be in training camps for whoever is going to come next. You know, Brock's going to win this match. That's, that's inevitable. I mean, it'll have to be like, oh, my God, is this a Frank Mir flashback? You know, is he panicking again? What the heck is going on? It's only a leg lock, dude. <laughs> Them big ham hocks. I know you may skip the leg day, but you can do this, Brock. Yeah, I, Brock's going to come in there, and he's going to eat that dude alive. I'm sorry. It's, it's going, they're going to need to call the police. Like, this, this looks like some, some, a crime scene on what's going to happen when Brock Lesnar goes out there because he looks like he just really wants to punch somebody in the face and he can't do it in WWE. But when right. he gets the UFC, it's going to be a misunderstanding of beast proportions. But it's all political. This is just a setup to get the WWE into that arena because Fox Sports is like, how can we merge all two together in 2019? All right. Because notice Brock is going hard. Look at just the, the fact that he did five F5s on Braun Strowman. Does that look like somebody that's about to go do some heavy training camps to prepare for a UFC fight? Mm. You know, he, and he, he muscled him. He, Braun didn't jump up or, or give him the boost. Brock muscled him four times. The fifth time when he came off the rope, just the, the natural progression of momentum and everything gave him – the, the leg up, but Brock did that four times straight muscle. Anybody that's going any any other professional sport knows you should not be exerting this much energy or putting yourself at physical risk or strain or anything before you have a match of that caliber. So it's 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 just the way it has to be, in my opinion. And guess what? Your opinions. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, right? Well, hey, I didn't say it, but we all know it's true. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was still a good match. You know, they, they pulled a, a Cena Brock Lesnar moment, um, but yeah, I was not expecting it. And I think everybody was like, "What?" <laughs> now. That that was my pick for dumpster fire. Now we also have our cluster F game of the week. This next match was my cluster F match of the night. Oh gosh, the Miz. Sorry, cross that out. Shane O'Mac defeated Dolph Ziggler to wait, be named best in the world. What a man! Hey man, I see. I'm seeing two different conflicting things on this, and I'm waiting to really try to find some truth and they're really playing as close to the vest right now that is this a work so that way they could add one more 
thread of star power in there for and nostalgia for the Saudis because they like uh, you know that that old school flair and that's how you would get Shane and then Miz was acting incredibly well like Oscar performance level or did that really happen? Because if that really happened and they did what I thought was the best thing that you could do in time and scenario because I'm quite sure that um, <coughs> there was nobody else, excuse me, uh, Seth Rollins or nobody else was close enough to be able to run out and say, okay, interject in, you're the runner-up, and then go in and have the match. Mm. So I haven't found out if Miz is really injured or not. There's a lot of kayfabe stories out there, and I'm just saying kayfabe because, you know, they're like, oh, they're just reporting out on what happened. But nobody is saying, no, man, I saw the Miz walking perfectly flying out the airport. <laughs> and I know they're doing a European tour, so it's going to be a little bit of interesting stuff. So you can hide the Miz for a couple of days because they're doing a European tour. And, you know, we've got time before SmackDown. So Miz could be just held up at a hotel. Like, you just need to stay there. We're going to send you food. You know, your wife is coming up. Do whatever you need. Don't leave that damn room. <laughs> if you do, you better be in a wheelchair. Yeah. And you better go to the fake doctor that we said on Monday and have him look at your leg and all that stuff. We're going to play this up properly. Or he's really hurt. And if he's really hurt, then, man, I felt – I mean, I was crying inside because, like I said, that performance was off your level. And he, when the rest was coming over and he was like, I've never been injured. I've never been injured. I'm fine. You know, I was like, oh, snap. He, when he came down, it looked real. So like, he heard something. And, and I kept looking in the interaction between him and Shane. I did not see the direction of Shane verbalizing, I got this. He kept saying, are you going to do it? Are, do you have it? Do you have it? Do you have it? And he's like, I got it. I'm going to be able to finish. And then Shane walked away. So I'm like, well. I couldn't see where, if he was really injured, where Shane communicated or, or I don't know. It's like a lot of ambiguity there on how it happened. But then again, on the flip side, if it was a work, it sucks, but everybody's talking about it. So you got the result that you wanted. And then the fallout on Raw will bring Stephanie out. And then that will set up the Survivor Series, which will put Shane in Survivor Series again. And then also... Also, this is for you, sir, could be the ultimate way to bring CM Punk back in because how he would be so infuriated with the fact that Shane McMahon is calling himself best in the world. It's one thing if everybody, the way that they presented it, saying their accolades and proving why they deserve to be in the contest, which I thought was smart. So that way they're not like, well, why is he here? Like, oh, well, yeah, dad, he did do a lot, you know, so that's how you would bring CM Punk in because he would just hop the fence one day and just grab a mic and on SmackDown be like, and how are you best in the world? <laughs> so that, I would be happy with that if that's the way it went, if it was a work. From, but if Miz is really injured, I feel real, my heart is like pouring out for the Miz. From your lips to God's ears, I, I mean, this opens the door to so many things, I swear. You feel different about it now, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I do. 
Uh, so I have to take the cluster F uh, tag off of that. Uh, match of the uh, well, I'm not gonna say match of the night, but uh, <laughs> final match. I get Brother, a match of the night for all the spots really? that were missed. <laughs> the cane mask is coming off. It's like, oh my god! Like, oh, that was so crazy. That right and there, HBK being live there, and he took a, a nasty bump too that had me scared. Yeah, Triple H pectoral muscle being messed up when he landed on that monitor, which I don't understand why they did that spot and didn't move the monitor. That's the whole purpose of it. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Maybe it was just like, hey, we're just going to go hard. Let's just take it home. And bam, you, you could tell that that hurt. Uh, to see the Undertaker break out the Hell's Gate submission, ah, I, I love it. I do. I've, I've always lo- loved that. Mm-hmm. But I heard a rumor. I'm not sure if you heard the same thing. If it's true, it's just a rumor. Shawn Michaels is going to come back and retire to Undertaker at WrestleMania. But my question is how? Shawn Michaels retired by the, uh, by the Undertaker at WrestleMania. How can you come back and retire the man that already retired you? Are you trying to get me to do it again, man? No, no, I'm just I'm asking just a, a question because I understand it's, it's it's coming down to that time where we, we, we truly have to say goodbye to the Undertaker's in ring career. And you know, he's not a young man anymore. But if I had to pick anybody to retire him, it would not be Triple H. It would not be uh, 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 Shawn Michaels. All right, here it comes. I would actually pick Kane to retire him. No. It took 30 uh, but, seconds, but I got you, dog. I got you. I got but you. I mean, but it, 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 the only way you can retire him, we you. talked about it before, buried alive match. What you got? I got you. Buckle up. Silence your cell phone. Get some popcorn. Because this is about to go down. I'm about to testify up in here. Oh, testify! Flash of light. Bam. December. We're starting to talk about the Royal Rumble. We're creating a buzz. Elias comes out. Hello, I am Elias. And he's going to go for it's no longer walk with Elias. It's walk with Elias to WrestleMania and beat The Undertaker. He's going to talk some trash for about two weeks. The second week, Undertaker's going to come out, tombstone him, done. I'm not facing him. He's not on my level. And then he just drops the mic. Following week. Bobby Lashley or somebody else big. I don't care who it is. Kevin Owens, it'd be on SmackDown, whatever. Uh, either show. Somebody's going to be like, you know what? I saw what happened. He's not the man. I'm the one to take on The Undertaker. Taker comes out in the same show. Boom. Tombstone. I'm not facing him either. Following week, leading uh, into the Royal Rumble, it's going to be somebody big that's going to be uh, talking about it. could be Randy Orton. It could be AJ Styles. It could be somebody. 
you know, I'm going to take on The Undertaker, which is going to be weird considering that they may have the championships at that point. Boom, Taker comes out and Kane comes out, beat down, not facing him either. You go to the Royal Rumble, and this is going to happen a couple more times before that of just beating along to the Royal Rumble. And then it's going to be Shane O'Mac or, again, somebody else really big, John Cena, somebody huge, uh, that's going to be talking about all this and Taker's coming out trying to vet people and just destroying people, leaving a path of destruction. I'm the one to take out the undertaker. I'm going to do it. Boom. Taker takes that person out. And then he finally says, there's only one man I want at WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels. Cause Shawn's going to be there anyway, Mr. WrestleMania. He's going to show up at Shawn's house. He's going to, Shawn's going to be out hunting. He's going to start seeing Taker. Spirits, I mean, they're going to play this up. You know how Shawn Michaels does the great acting and spooking and what the heck is going on look. So Taker's going to be everywhere. They're going to do the full production ride. So Shawn's going to be coming out the shower and washing his face, look up in the mirror. He sees Taker and uh, behind him in the mirror. He's going to turn and Taker's not there. You're going to have all that stuff. He's going to go to Hunter. Like, I don't know what's going on. It's like he's following me. He's stalking me. It's like a ghost. I can't go anywhere. You know, he's talking to Triple H in the back at Raw. And, I'm, you know, I'm scared. And then the light's going to go off. Light's going to come on. Taker's right there. Beats down Triple H. Beats down Shawn Michaels. Is choking Shawn Michaels like, you will be mine at WrestleMania. And then, finally, Shawn's going to be like, I'm, I'm not I'm done with this. I'm leaving. I'm retired. Taker is going to show up with old school Taker with Shawn's wife on a cross or something. And he's going to say, if you don't face me, she will. And then finally, Sean's going to say, you know what? You want me? You got me. Not DX. You're getting the heartbreak kid, Sean Michaels, at WrestleMania, Mr. WrestleMania. Boom. That's how you have the match. The match happens. It's going to be inside. One way that Sean's going to say it to settle this, how it all began in hell in a cell. Sean Michaels, Undertaker. Hell in a Cell. Kane's going to try to come down and break in at some point. Triple H is going to meet him with a sledgehammer. They will not make it in the ring. This is how it's got to be legit. It will not have, they will, nobody's going to invade inside the cage. The cage will never be broken. They will never go outside. It'll be 100% contained inside Hell in a Cell. And then Shawn Michaels will catch Taker with the super kick. Probably if I had to script it out, Taker would be going for old school one more time. He would have hit it, but he's going for just an extra stamp. Sean pulls Taker down, and as he's coming down, pow, nails him because that's enough force to make it believable. One, two, three, and then it'll be the retirement of the Undertaker in dramatic fashion. Like the lights will go out, and all you would see is gloves or something in the ring, and then Taker's body will be gone, something mysterious. You can't have him just hugging and walking out. It has to be Taker's gone type of thing. And Jeez. Jeez. Oh, my God. Every week, he I'm can done. tell you to do it. It, it is. I dropped the mic. I'm done. Oh, my God. I'm done. You know what? And with that being said... <laughs> <laughs> I, I got, I got, I gotta go get my life right now. I, I gotta go get my entire, my whole life right now. Jeez, oh my God! You know what? We gonna go. He dropped the mic. We gonna go ahead and walk off on that. Hey, 
This has been the Sideline Junkies. You want to listen to us? We're right here on Anchor. <laughs> Radio Public Breaker, CastBox, Google Play. Uh, I'm sorry, Google Podcasts and uh, Google Music. iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocketcast, Spotify, Podchaser, and Podbean. We on uh, Instagram, Sideline Junkies. Uh, Twitter, Sideline Junkies. Facebook, Sideline Junkies, colon podcast. You want to email us, sidelinejunkies247 at, at gmail.com. You can also email us through our website, sidelinejunkies.com, because we got a couple of emails through there. So you want to get in contact with us, we out here. We in the streets. But I, I got to go get my whole entire life. <laughs> my mind just exploded. I'm done. That's it. That's it. God, you know what? I, I'm I'm not even going to dwell on it. <laughs> oh, so dream about it, man. Dream about it. I just did. I just walk. Forget <laughs> walking with Elias. Walk with the Don. Jeez. Okay. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm stuck right now. I'm so. sitting here thinking about it myself too. I'm like, dude, why the heck is we not WrestleMania season yet? Oh, that'd be that'd be insane. As I say every week, I thank you. No, thank you, sir. I just uh, another awesome show. So hey, we done for the night. With that being said, good night, everybody. Take that tidbit, dream on it, expand it. WWE Creative, get with us. The Don, I'm, I, he, he's the man, but I'm the manager. So, <laughs> hey, if one goes, all goes. We all eat off the pie. <laughs> See that right there? You, you can't hate on that. Just all the way around the board. Just, whew, just great all the way around the board. All right, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow, Sunday, uh, early. One o'clock games. So I'll see you then. Don, I will see you. Well, I will talk to you during the week, but we'll be back on next Saturday night. That's right. Same bad time, same bad channel. Exactly. All right. Junkies out. <laughs>